What up, dog? I'm uh, I'm thoroughly creeped out. How about you? Yeah, also creeped out. <laughs> I always forget about how much Rocky Flats like creeps me out. Like, so me and Kelsey, when I was on night shift, we went down the rabbit hole on Rocky Flats. I'm looking I eventually, up. yeah, I eventually found this podcast series that was like NPR or something like that. And they went through talking to different like nuclear physicists and professors and nuclear whatever. And they mm-hmm. were like, it's like, it's, it's fine. Like the odds of one of these particles coming into contact with you is very, very, very small. Even mm-hmm. if it does come into contact with you, like, let's say it gets up your nose, it'll probably get turned into a booger and you'll, you'll, it'll come out. Cause like it emits like an alpha particle, right? Like every X amount of time, alpha particle shoots off of it. And like, that's what makes it radioactive. Okay. And he's, and he's like, so the odds of that, like, you know, while it's in your nose, it'll happen X amount of times. That's fine. But like, if it hits a, a cell in your body, it's probably fine. Like the odds of it making the cell mutate into cancer, very, very low. Then let's mm-hmm. say it does hit a cell and it does make it mutate and it starts becoming into cancer. Like your body fights cancer. Like your body's fighting cancer all day, every day. That's yeah. why like what you eat is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, so odds are it'll be fine. So I don't know. He basically was like, so now that it's a wildlife refuge, like would you let your kids go play there? And he's like, yeah, dude, like I plan on busy, like going there. I plan on biking there. Like it's going to be a great area for people who live in like the Denver metro area and like the suburbs around it to like go use for recreation. He's like, I might not let my kids like eat the dirt there, but I wouldn't <laughs> let my kids eat the dirt anywhere. So, you know, it's fine. And it was like, okay, I, I feel better about this. Was this like an Aaron Brockovich situation? Is that what Rocky Flats was? Aaron Brockovich was some sort of chemical in the water or something like that. <sighs> Aaron Brockovich was a woman who discovered that there was like a lethal level of, I can't remember what it was being produced at this plant in was it Arizona. Maybe I, I could be wrong on that one. Anyways, her, her looking into that led to like this huge um, investigation and it actually helped read, design and rewrite a lot of the environmental protection and safety laws that exist today okay yeah it's a lot like that okay okay gotcha because it's just this huge nuclear disaster not i don't know it's not like chernobyl level but But there's still dangers like even just skimming through the imdb page here like there's some like significant environmental violations that were at (laughs) hand yeah yeah what does it say um so uh, grand jury wrote, uh, no, no. okay grand jury re- also wrote a report intended for the public's consumption per their charter lambasting the conduct of the doe department of environment and or rocky energy. flat okay energy that makes more sense and rocky flats contractors for quote engaging in the continuing campaign distraction distraction deception and dishonesty and noted that rocky flats for many years had discharged pollutants hazardous materials and radioactive matter into nearby creeks and Broomfields and Westminster's water supplies. Yeah. Um, the DOE itself, in a study released in December the year prior, so this would be 1988, had called Rocky Flats groundwater the single greatest environmental hazard at any of its nuclear facilities. Yeah. So, like, my grandparents lived in Westminster, and that's where my mom was born and raised, is Westminster. And my grandma died of breast cancer. Oh. Yeah. Is that, did anyone else in your family get breast cancer or develop a cancer? Not yet. Like fucking knock on all the wood. 
Okay. And, no, because um, I know there's some her- hereditary stuff depending on the oh, type yeah. of cancer, right? Especially yeah. with like Ashkenazi Jew-ish people. If you have mm-hmm. like this BRCA2 mutation, which I have. Yay. Ouch. Yeah. I mean, it just means I, I'm at more risk for like prostate cancer. So you just got to stay on top of that. <laughs> Your poor balls are like, bro, we're already at risk for this. Now you're freezing us on a Now you're freezing us in the bathtub? What is wrong with you? <laughs> But I eat my flaxseed because flaxseed helps with that. So every day, flaxseed and uh, edamame. Edamame helps with, like, breast cancer risk. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Then I am going to start eating some edamame more regularly. All right. I have a serving every day. Well, yeah. Just started doing it more regularly. Anyway, and then my grandpa got, like, leukemia Mm -hmm. when he was in his 80s. So could just be a coincidence. Like, when you're in your 80s, sometimes you get some sort of cancer. But like oh, they're both like, from Westminster. So there were some concerned citizen reports about breast cancer clusters in young women in the area. Neat. Bruh. Just fucking neat. How far how far is this from where you live? Like, is this significantly far enough that like you won't be affected? Where I grew up or where I live? Where you live. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> If the wind blows a particular way one day. <laughs> it's closer than I'd like. How about we leave it? I'll. Yeah. Closer than I'd like. I'll okay. give you more. I'll tell you. No, no, that's fine. More that's fine. specifics later. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Dang, this is crazy. I had no idea that they even produced nuclear stuff in Colorado. I know, right? Yeah. So it was nuclear triggers for like after World War II and then up until the late 80s, early 90s, I think. That's crazy. Bro. You know what my crazy. favorite part about Colorado and nuclear stuff is? Kelsey, what? when did you get here? A little while ago. You but... scared the shit out of me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I really like how in Colorado Springs, there is a giant tunnel in the mountain that <gasps> is just holding all of like a shit ton of uh, nuclear weapons. No. Oh, Cheyenne yeah. Mountain? Yeah. Well, how do you yeah. spell that? C H Y A N N E mountain. It nope. it's not. It's C H E Y. Oh, Google will figure it out. Just guess. Cheyenne Mountain. That is actually a like federal super facility. That's like that is. If there's like if Russia fired off a nuke, they're gonna know about it. Like right there. Pretty much first. Uh, Cheyenne mm-hmm. Mountain, a triple peaked mountain in El Paso County, Colorado. Maybe. Keep reading. Uh, southwest of downtown Colorado Springs. Yeah. Does it say anything specific about it? It's uh, probably going to tell you about the zoo. That's okay. not no, what wait. we're talking about. It's not called Cheyenne Mountain. It's called something else. The mountain serves as a host for military, communications, recreational, and yeah. residu- residential functions. Hey, look into the military one. The underground operations for the North American Aerospace Defense Command was built during the Cold War. <gasps> NORAD. Yeah. NORAD is here? Yeah, NORAD. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Colorado gets even crazier. Did you know that the United States has a backup capital and it's in Colorado? What's Which town is it? It is in Lakewood. Why? At the cross streets of 6th Avenue and Sims. But no, not Sims. So, does it Kipling. say in, in like the Declaration of Independence that it's a backup or something? 
No, just they set up like if shit ever went down and like because Washington is located in a pretty like strategically shitty place since it's like right on the coast. And it's also in a dip, right? It, like it's below elevation. Mm, could be. They always call like D.C. a swamp. So <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, I think I think it is an actual. swamp. I don't know. I've only been west of or east of the Mississippi to go to Florida. So what the fuck do I know about over there? Um you're closer to it. You're closer to it than Washington, I've ever been. Washington's nice. I will. I mean, like I went several years ago before the whole Trump stuff, but it was nice when I'd gone there. Like it was nice seeing the Lincoln Memorial and all that. Um, I think for the two, yeah, two hundred and fifty first July fourth, I was there for the fireworks at the uh, at the monument, which is pretty cool. That's pretty dope. Yeah. But so at that Kipling and Sixth Avenue. There's a federal center there, and that's like where the FBI has a headquarters there, and it's like this huge federal center, and that's like the backup capital location. If shit ever goes down, like they'll move everything over there. Wow. So the center deep within Cheyenne Mountain was completed in 1966 <laughs> after spending $142 million and using 500 tons of explosives to create the NORAD center. Mm -hmm. Wild, right? Oh, Another, this is just going to be Colorado fun facts. Now, <laughs> we have the uh, highest level security prison that there is in Colorado. You're joking. Like where no. we have like terrorists here. Who all do we have here? We have like Canyon City. Yeah, there's a, a bunch What's of them. Um, look up Admax. Admax? A-D-M-A-X. Type that in. Admax, prison. Colorado. And hopefully on its Wikipedia, it'll give you some uh, some of the hits because boy, Near we got Florence, them. Colorado. Yeah, we got them all. Okay, ADX Florence is what it comes up as. Okay. <sighs> okay, function. It's the Alcatraz of the Rockies. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's correct. <laughs> okay, the complex includes includes a minimum security camp that, as of February 2019, holds more prisoners than the Supermax unit. How much does it has? Oh no, Supermax is the one that we want. We have El Chapo there. Uh, Ted. Kaczynski we have had. Yeah. I, okay. Okay. Uh, I got. I got the. I got the the list of um, notable current inmates. Yeah. The the Unabomber was there. Um, I don't know who any of these brown guys are. I'm going to be honest. Probably terrorists. Um, except for Ramzi Youssef. That sounded racist. Um, <laughs> just there's a lot of terrorists. There. Ramzi Youssef was one of the guys connected with the 1993 World Trade Center bombing. So I do reckon, recognize that name. Um, oh, Zacharias Moussaoui. Uh, he's a French citizen and Al-Qaeda operative pleaded guilty to terrorism conspiracy charges in 2005 for playing a key role in planning the 9-11 attacks. Breathing the same air as me. Okay. Oh, there's a Canadian on here. Okay. Amor Fouti, um, perpetrator of the Bishop International Airport attack in Flint, Michigan in 2007, during which he stabbed an airport police lieutenant in the neck. Ooh. Okay, let's get past all the terrorists. Domestic terrorists. Okay, let's see. Oh, yeah, the dude who planted a pressure cooker bomb at the finish line of the 2013 Boston Marathon. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, we also have another guy who was convicted in connection to Osama bin Laden and a bombing that killed, oh my God, cat, 
holy shit. I felt something touch my shoulder and it's just my cat uh. trying to sleep between the chair and my back. <laughs> Christ. Dude, you can't be spooked out and have cats. It's not going to work. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Kelsey, do you have any other notables? Um, oh, I got the list here. I got the list here. Hello. You're taking forever to go down them. I'm sorry. And Kelsey's uh, chomping at the bit. You can hear it. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, she can read their jacked up names <laughs> that I'm going to inevitably butcher. Robert but... Hansen. He's a former FBI agent who pleaded guilty in 2002 to, to espionage for passing classified information to the Soviet Union and later to Russia over a 20 year period. What the fuck, bro? Yeah. Don't do that. Um, organized crime people. Okay, James Marcello. He's the front boss of the Chicago Outfit. Oh, that's probably uh, Mike Carlo's grandpa. Oh, okay. Luis Felipe, leader of the New York chapter of the Latin Kings Gang, convicted in 1996 of murder conspiracy and racketeering. The leader of the Latin Kings? Yes. Damn. Oh, Tyler Bingham, Aryan Brotherhood prison gang founder. <laughs> was transferred to ADX in 2006 after being connected to the violent gang activities in prison, convicted of murder, murder conspiracy, and racketeering. Yeah. So we got a... Do you hear my cat purring? Is the mic picking that up at all? No. No. Dude, what are you doing? Okay, there's a pillow behind my back, and I'm leaning forward a little bit to read this list, and he's just come and slept on the top of that pillow between my back and the chair right now. Let's go ahead and yeet that cat. Uh, oh, but he's comfy and he's purring. He's um, fucking up the show. Okay, El yeet Chapo. El Chapo is there. Yes, I already said that. Yeah, you, you fucked on me. Um, oh, how did I fuck on you? <laughs> because neither one of you noticed when I said it. I did, but I really don't know what El Chapo has done. I just know that he's a notable huge cartel oh. leader. Yeah. Okay, I knew that part, but like again, I don't. I don't know specifics enough for me to be like, Ugh. well, I don't know his, specifics. His either, charges, but... I'll tell you, his <laughs> charges included drug trafficking, money laundering, and murder. His defense asserted that he was not the organized crime leader that the prosecution claimed. The tri- trial, often characterized as a trial of the century, began on November 5th in 2018 and lasted until February 12th of 2019, Dang. when the jury found him guilty on all counts. He was sentenced on July 17, 2019 to a life imprisonment without parole. There you you go. guys have uh, Michael Swango. He's an American serial killer, physician who estimated to have been involved in as many as 60 fatal poisonings of patients and colleagues. That's pretty cray. Um, there's also <laughs> a guy crazy. named Dwight York. He's the founder and leader of the Nuwabian Nation, a black supremacist cult. Convicted in 20, 2004 of child molestation, racketeering, conspiracy, and fraud. Yeah. So I oh. had a... What? Uh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just had a professor in college that used to be a deputy for Adams County, and he, get, he took a prisoner to Supermax once. And he got like a mug, but he said, he told us the whole story. He's like, you had to like two miles out. There's like a, a station and he had to like turn over his gun and all of his stuff and get searched and all that. And then drive the two miles in 
and they basically dropped off the prisoner and then they like they were turned around and they left. It is isolated and like just fucking creepy. Jeez. But he said he got a mug. <laughs> I went to the country's most secure most secure prison and all I got was this stupid mug. Yeah. <laughs> did he steal it or did he buy it from their like fucking no. Um, I don't, I, don't, I think they sent it to him later. Um, that reminds me actually. That dude, it's kind of sad. So he was for it was a class for criminal justice, and I remember in his class he would talk about like what it's like to be a cop, and he's like, "You'll never be rich. You'll be comfortable, and like here's the perks of the job." And he's like, "One of the downsides of the job is like one of the highest suicide rates of any fucking p- profession. Huge suicide rate among police officers." And so I graduated and I went to work and I worked with people who knew him and they were like, oh, you didn't hear. And I was like, hear what? And they're like, he killed himself. And I was like, you're fucking kidding me. Oh, I know. Right after you graduated? Uh, Within less than five years. Yikes. I was like, wait, what? I remember him talking to us about statistics about like law enforcement officers and their suicide rate. Jesus. That's fucking terrible. Fucking wild. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a controversy section here, too. Uh-oh. Okay, so in 2012, 11 inmates filed for a federal class action suit against the Bureau of Prisons in Cunningham versus the Federal Bureau of Prisons. The suit alleged chronic abuse and failure to properly diagnose prisoners who are seriously mentally ill. At the time of the lawsuit, at least six inmates had allegedly died by suicide, a seventh did so after the original lawsuit was filed and an amended filing added him to the case. So there's actually even a list of the suicides at this prison as well. Okay, so speaking of prison deaths, I actually have a news article that is related to that. Oh, We've all heard one, about more, one more thing I'd like to add no. before we go on to that. Um, okay. In 2020, a British magistrate refused to extradite Julian Assange to the United States on espion charges in part because he would possibly be subjected to solitary confinement and special administrative administrative measures at ADX. Go on. Okay. Well, my news story is actual news. So oh. do we want to go there or should I just. What time is it? 922. Um, it's almost news time. Can you think of anything else in Colorado of note? Because there's a lot of weird stuff here. Oh, there's only two places in the... Well, there's three places that print money in the United States, and one of them is in Denver. Mm -hmm. I'm going to type in weird places in Colorado. Let's see what it comes up with. Okay. Okay. There's a UFO watchtower? Didn't... Where? In Hooper. Hooper? Oh, you know what? I've heard of this. I I still don't remember where Hooper is. I think it's like south and west okay okay there's cano's castle in antonito don't know what that is okay uh these are just weird oh there's a museum of prisons really yeah in okay there's a little like squiggly line over the end so i don't know if i'm saying this right but it's just canon city canyon city canyon. yeah okay yeah. yeah isn't that weird yeah that's where like all the prisons are is in canyon city like florence is near there interesting interesting okay denver international airport is here colorado gators reptile park i've heard of it yeah i've heard of it too 
There's a washing machine, a washing machine museum. This is the type of stuff we're after. We're after like <laughs> nuclear disaster sites, massive prisons. Okay, how about this? Let me change weird to creepy. <laughs> okay, most haunted places in Colorado. I'm interested in the top five. Okay. Top five. Top. Oh, hold on. Is it top five from the top or top five from the bottom? Uh, is it? <laughs> wait. It's not. Which numbered. one would be like the the most? The top five most. Okay. Let's just. Okay. The most. Okay. Let's see. Most... Is Hotel Colorado the, on there? The Molly Brown House is one of them. Been yes. there. Oh, that's a good one. So you know the Titanic and Molly Brown. Yes. Uh, she's a rich widow or whatever from the southwest right no mm -hmm. colorado oh been to her house she was Why? even in the movie the titanic she sure was she was played by kathy bates sure That's was right. and her house is just around the corner from the very first chipotle <laughs> wow <laughs> <laughs> you could be a tour guide yuppie balls <laughs> i sure could um, there's the Phantom Canyon Road in Florence. Okay, well, we just learned about Florence. Yeah, so no, not going okay. near there. The Broadmoor, which is by Colorado Springs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's pretty haunted. Okay. Um, oh, Stanley Hotel. Yeah, in uh, Rocky Mountain National Park. Oh. Okay. That is, so have you seen The Shining? Yes. That's that hotel. It's in Colorado. <gasps> really? Yeah. Yep. Is it still there? Oh, yeah. Yes. And you can stay there. You can stay <gasps> overnight. Oh, that's so cool. Does someone, like, knock on your door in the middle of the night and they look like Jack Nicholson? Yeah, it's me. A, a lot of people have had sightings there. And Each night I go there and I just knock on doors. Hold on. What is it called? Stanley Hotel. The Stanley Hotel. Is it you love it. Way? It's in Rocky Mountain National Park. Oh, there it is. Okay. Um, although the film version is not shot as Stanley, a later a miniseries was both versions of the frightening tale play a nonstop loop in the rooms. Built in 1909, there are over a century's worth of ghost story stories lingering in the halls here, including <sighs> King's sighting of the ghostly children playing in the halls. 8750 meetup. <gasps> I'm down for that one. I'm down for that one. Huh? Now that'd be some fun. That would be some fun. Okay. And we should record and see if anything interesting pops up on the audio. Fuck yeah, we should. Plus, I don't okay. have to drive very far or leave my favorite state. <laughs> Did your favorite state just like allow for people yeah. to come and Look butcher here. their child's we will genitals? Get, we will get to that in the news. It's not the politics of the state that I like. Okay. Hold on. That's the Stanley. How much does it cost to stay at the Stanley Hotel? Probably not that much. It's kind of out of the way. Pod right here, riveting pod. <laughs> oh, shut up, Kelsey. Oh, okay, so if I want to go on Saturday, July fifteenth, it's three hundred and five Canadian dollars a night, which is not bad. That's not bad at all. That's not bad. What are you waiting for? Um, that's I'm waiting for my husband. There we go. That's what I'm waiting for. Well, luckily you don't I, need a passport to get what from I wanted, Florida to Colorado. So that's true. What I wanted us to do is because like we still have not had an official honeymoon. So, like, part one of our honeymoon was supposed to be Japan, right? Eventually, it'll be Japan. But part two, what I wanted to do is do a haunted road trip across the United States. Well, there you go. Oh, plus, um, how close is the Stanley Hotel? Because I'm not sure where in Rocky Mountain National Park it is. I'm, but anyway, 
how close is it to like Grand Lake? Oh, okay. I got to look at it on a map. Give me Just, a second. It's, open up the I, map. it's over there by Estes. Yeah, it says Estes Park. Yeah, it's Estes like right is, off the main road, like leading into Estes. So damn close to to Grand Lake then. Yeah. Anyway, tons of moose in that area. <gasps> There's a okay. road called Trail Ridge Road, and on the side that goes into Grand Lake and Grand B, I've seen moose there, I think, almost every time I've driven on it. It doesn't look like it's far from Fort Collins, if that's any. Yeah, Fort Collins is, you know, The Last of Us, uh, when they went to that school, the university, that was supposed to be Fort Collins. Supposed mm -hmm. to be. Yeah. Why wasn't it? Because they filmed it in Canada. Fucking Canada, man. But in the show, they were like, oh, yeah, the Rams or they like, had some mascot. Like there's a Colorado, the University of Colorado. CSU, Colorado State University, is in Fort Collins, and that's what they were trying to do in the game and in the show. It was... Oh, someone yeah. just left a review on TripAdvisor for Bitch, and let's read it. You're right, Kelsey. This is getting ridiculous. What kind okay. of podcast is this? <laughs> we're reading TripAdvisor reviews? <laughs> okay, this, it's a one out of five circles. Okay, so really bad. Oh, and no. The, the title is Don't Stay Here. I've lived in Colorado my whole life, and I'm a huge Stephen King fan, so I wanted to spend the night of my 40th birthday at this famous-slash-spooky hotel. I regret everything. Do not stay here. Check-in has terrible customer service. Nobody who works here could answer basic questions like where we could buy ibuprofen. We were confused about which room we booked because the website is terrible. And the young man at the desk talked to us like we were idiots. <laughs> this is a 550-night <laughs> room. I, I mean, I do think that the, the desk person has a point. If they can't fucking figure out where to get ibuprofen, something's yeah. fucking wrong there. The store. Yeah. Like you said, it's in Estes, right? So yeah, yeah, there's like a Walgreens there. So check there. So this 550-night room is 10 by 10 feet. There's no mini fridge or water in the room. It's currently 80 degrees in our room at midnight, while the outside temperature is like 50 and the windows are open. That let sounds like a haunted, haunted. Well, no, thing. let me tell you. Because so in Glenwood Springs, th mm -hmm. that's actually where uh, Doc Holiday went to go spend some time is Glenwood Springs. Um, in Glenwood Springs, there's a place called the Hotel Colorado, and it's like a historic monument, right? Because it was also built like Teddy Roosevelt would come out to the mountains to go bear hunting, and then he'd stay there. That's like their claim to fame. And so because it's like a landmark and stuff, you can't retrofit it or like change it in any way. So it's also expensive. It's also super classy looking like it's really fucking cool. But like, yeah, it's hot as fuck in your room because they can't install AC because that would be against like keeping it a historic monument. There's like only gotcha. a sink and a bathroom. Mm hmm. Like all the rooms are fucking weird and they're all different and kind of unique. Like we stayed in one where like in like right across from the bed was a fucking dual sink. Why? <laughs> why? In case you got to wash your balls after getting freaky. <laughs> fucking Convenience. why? Do you need a hooker bath? <laughs> That's the place to do it. <laughs> okay. In that same one, there was like a separate little area where like the toilet was down like this little hall that was like six feet long and then toilet. And I'll tell you what, me and Mrs. Yeti are thin people. And we mm -hmm. could, it was cramped for us to go down there. If you were like weighing in at like big bills, you'd be, there's no way that you could take a shit in your own room. So I can see why they're like, it's fucking hot. It's like, yeah, Stanley Hotel is another one of those ones where they're keeping it the way it was because it's, it's a historical like landmark. Monument, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. 
Um, I called the front desk to inquire about turning off the heat, and she told me, the thermostat is locked so the pipes won't freeze. Interestingly, in my home, our pipes have never frozen with our thermostat set at 58 at night, even when the outside temps are negative 10. So there's well, this absolutely... isn't your house, dumbass. That's what, yeah, this is just a bitch now. So there's absolutely no reason to keep a thermostat locked at 80. Also, it's not even close to freezing temps outside. I can't sleep in this heat. The carpets are all dirty and it smells weird. Our oh, dinner at the post like was delicious. Bitch boy. Like, <laughs> grow a pair. So when we stay at the Hotel Colorado, we go into it knowing, like, it's really fun and neat to stay in such, like, a weird place. Like, there's there's huge, like, tapestries of, like, the Venus on the wall. It's fucking strange. Mm-hmm. But it's also uncomfortable. Like, the bed sucks. <laughs> it's it's weird, but it's fun. Oh, they even have, there's an article about the seven most haunted spots in the Stanley Hotel. Oh, wow. Now we're getting too much down that route. So now we're going down one of those YouTube rabbit holes. Oh, Room yeah, yeah, yeah. 237 is one of them, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Room two two seventeen is one. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's the vortex, which is basically a staircase. The concert and the, hall, the lobby where the piano is. There's oh, piano. Okay. Room oh room four hundred one. Room four twenty eight. Does it say why these specific rooms are? Oh, haunted? it does. We can go into details if you want. Pick one. I mean, I I gotta know about one of these. Um, okay. <laughs> um, I thought we were harmonizing. <laughs> we'll go with room 428, okay? Um, you get a badge of bravery for staying in any room on the fourth floor, but bonus points if you can book for room 428. Guests have reported hearing footsteps above them and furniture moving about, but that's actually physically impossible given the slope of the roof, tour guides say. The real haunt in this room is the friendly cowboy who appears at the corner of the bed. Friendly, huh? Mm-hmm. He Cowboys. just appears at the corner of your bed? Like, howdy, y'all! Let hey, me guys! Hold on, you know, I, you, I like cowboys, on. and he's friendly, so... You know how, like, the Marriott, you'll turn on the TV, and it'll be like, welcome. Thank you for staying at the Marriott. Mm-hmm. Please go howdy. to our garden. Yeah, howdy, y'all. Thanks for staying at the Stanley Hotel. Be sure to check out Buck's Barbecue for happy hour from 4.30 to 5.30 every damn day. Well, there's underground caves at the Stanley Hotel as well. Yeah. Really? True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did um, not know that. If you go on the 75-minute night spirit tour, your tour will come to an eerie halt at the end with a visit to the underground cave system. Workers moved about the hotel through the caves in the early days, so it made uh, it makes sense this is a popular haunt. Why? Skeptics will pass off the haunts as breeze from the historic piping and ventilation systems, but beneath the hotel is a higher-than-average concentration of limestone and quartz, which some ghost hunters believe help capture the energy at the property. Oh, yeah, everybody knows limestone and quartz. That's what you need. Well, quartz is the one that they always use to try and um, center yourself and your energy when you're communicating with spirits. Well, I got to say this then. Hey, Vex, you want to see moose and you want to go to a haunted place. Fucking book your appointment now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> appointment. <laughs> Reservation. That's the word I wanted. Let your, me get my visa. with that cowboy. <laughs> right. Let me get my visa first. Hold on. Let's see. Can you book a specific room, though, is the thing? Sounds like. Probably if you call him. And you ask if they have availability that call day. That that room. Bitch, okay. Can that I call bitch. them right now? Oh, it's too late now. Okay. I'm going to call them in the morning and see when the next available reservation for 428 is. Okay. But wait, that's just one that you randomly picked out of the list. 
Mm-hmm. Pick another room and let's see what that story is. Let's see if there's a better room for you. Okay. Okay. So room, room 401. Um, more than a century ago, the entire fourth floor was a cavernous attic. It's where female employees, children, and nannies stayed. Today's guests will report hearing children running around, laughing, giggling, and playing. Plus, there's a famous closet that tends to open and shut on its own in this room. Come on. Well, closet? Cowboy. Yeah, he's Cowboy. coming out of the closet. <laughs> okay. Can't get rid of coming out of the closet. Room 217. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, Kelsey's oh. broken. Go on, cat. Go on. Eat them cats. They're fucking on this pod for the last time. They're not meowing at least this time. Yeah, but you're distracted. Because there's a cat. I sent you a picture. There's a cat sleeping on my back. Um, Okay, room 217. So this one's famous because of the shining thing. When King and his wife arrived at the hotel, it was closed for the season and they, they were the only overnight guests. They ate dinner in an empty dining room while pre-recorded orchestra music played before retreating to their room on the spacious and empty second floor. That's <laughs> fucking creepy. King woke up that night to a terrifying dream about his three-year-old son being chased through the corridors and screaming. He jerked out of bed realizing it was dream. He lit a cigarette on the balcony and the plot for his now famous book shaped up. The room is thought to be haunted by Elizabeth Wilson, a.k.a. Mrs. Wilson, a.k.a. Mrs. (laughs) (laughs) She was the hotel's head housekeeper and during a storm in 1911 was injured during an explosion as she was lighting lanterns in room 217. She survived, though broke her ankles and her spirit seems to be a regular in the room. Guests have reported items moving, luggage unpacked, and lights being turned on and off. And Mrs. Wilson is old-fashioned. She doesn't like it when unmarried guests shack up together. So some couples have reported feeling a cold force come between them. (laughs) Okay. Here's the thing, though. Like, this is how I I feel like this is all kind of bullshit. Like, she didn't fucking hang herself there, right? She just fucking died of natural causes, but she worked there at one point. Well, she she got her fucking ankles broken through an explosion in that room. So. Yeah, I mean, come on. We've all had trauma happen. That doesn't mean I'm going to go back and haunt, like, the fucking tree outside my parents' house because I had an accident there. You might. Maybe you have a spiritual connection to that tree now. <laughs> seems seems kind of like, hmm, okay. Hold on, let's see. Most parts of that tree room. are but probably hey, still in your body, bro. That's probably parts true. Parts of that tree are probably in there. But also, did you know that so Stephen King stayed in room 217 and now mm-hmm. he's become a complete and total bitch on Twitter. So yeah. maybe the ghost of his balls <laughs> on that room. Maybe. <laughs> That's what's separating the couples. <laughs> Stephen King's like, eh, if I can't have my Twitter check mark, nobody can. <laughs> oh, okay. There's another room here, 418. Um, This particular room is haunted by ghost children who like to play with the objects in this room. Guests have seen lights flare, hangers move on their own accord, and some people's covers even ripped off them during the night. A four-year-old girl stayed in the room a few years back and told her mother in the morning that a young boy had tickled her in the night, but he left after she asked him to stop. Well, he's, you know, Mm -hmm. no Me Too situation going on. Um, oh, well, no and... speaking of me too, the male ghosts are handsy with the women. Oh, <laughs> the, male, 
The male <laughs> ghosts who reside in this hotel are not ashamed to touch young women during their stay, as guests have claimed to feel a presence stroking their hair, kissing their cheek, or hands running along the length of their bodies. They only touch what women? Just women. Did it say young uh, women? Oh, so Kelsey, you're safe. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I had to I had to make you go back and set me up for that joke again. Uh, room 407 has a friendly ghost. No one has ever seen the ghost that haunts this room, but it is apparently very friendly and caring based on its actions. What what are its actions? Yeah. Uh, a little boy once stayed in the room and kept kept kicking off his covers and every time he did the ghost would tuck him back in. Oh, no. That's, that's pretty sweet. sweet. Uh, there's a man that often appears in room 413. So the fourth floor is just fucked. Yeah, fourth basically. floor is fucked. Wow. Um, there have been several guests who reported seeing a man sitting in the corner of the room in an old-fashioned suit that doesn't fit with today's style. Other reports have been made of a man's face in a blue ball resting <laughs> outside of this room, which probably Wait, scared more than Wait, he has blue balls? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Does yeah. he have a backpack with a BDSM paddle attached? <laughs> and a fucking otter case phone attached to the shoulder? <laughs> Is he wearing Skechers? <laughs> Does he have aviator sunglasses on? Okay, so clearly now Colorado is just going to be my creepy destination state, we'll say. Come hang out, man. Yeah, we can go to Denver Airport first and mm -hmm. then the Stanley Hotel, then Yellowstone Park, and then tie it all up. Yellowstone's not in Colorado. It isn't? No. It would be, yeah, it's it would be on your way if you came. It's a 17-hour drive to it from here. Wait, where? which state is Yellowstone in? Wyoming, like North oh. Wyoming, and then into a little bit of Southern Montana. Okay, well, if I go to Wyoming, I can go and see that church from Far Cry Five at least. Oh, really? It's a real place. It's a real place. Oh, that's cool. In the middle um, of bum fuck nowhere. And let me tell you this: I've been to DIA clearly every time I've flown, and there's nothing too interesting to see. Like I've heard that, like there are gargoyles that are just like around, which is like mm -hmm. oh weird. And like every now and then, if you're wandering around, you can find a fucking painting that makes no sense, like with people holding AK-47s and shit. And it's like, what the fuck is this? But like, uh, the blue horse is kind of weird. But other than well, that's that's what makes it so strange. It's all the artwork and stuff that's at this airport. Of As I'm explaining to you, it's like, oh, I mean, I mean, it's got this <laughs> and it's got that. I'm like, yeah, actually, I guess but it is kind of weird. those things are weird. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's got a demonic horse out front of it, but other than that. <laughs> With red eyes on it. And it, it, killed it killed the guy who made sculptor. it. Yeah. Did it really? It yeah. fell on him. <gasps> killed him. Oh my god, that's a blood sacrifice right there, dude. We have a name for it, right? Uh yes. it's got a name. Blucifer. Blucifer. That's it. Yeah, it's a vex other than those things. It's a totally normal <laughs> airport. 